More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to Going Green. As always, we appreciate it. A real quick shout out to our sponsor, Triwa. Triwa is a watch company that creates watches made from recycled plastic and deconstructed metal from guns. Uh, they're doing awesome things. They are my favorite watch company. I wear a lot of watches, I collect watches, and I have not taken off my watch from them since I received it. It's amazing. So if you are looking for a cool watch with a good cause uh, or as a gift, check out Triwa, Triwa.com. They are an amazing company. And let's get right back to that amazing content. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Going Green. I am really excited to talk to our guest today. Uh, we were just chatting a little bit before the episode and it's already getting me excited and pumped. Um, I love the energy that our guest brings. She's doing amazing things. So I want to introduce you to Sarah Hardwick, the uh, founder of Zenzi. She's also the CMO of Aptera. Sarah, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, so I don't want to butcher all the accomplishments that you've had. So I'll let you kind of give a little background. Tell us about kind of how you started Zenzi and how that transitioned into Aptera and your just experience in the communications world. Yeah, um, well, I started Zenzi almost 20 years ago. Um, a long time ago, things were v dramatically different in you know, media and communications, and we've come a long way since then. But um, I started Zenzi with no business plan, with no real you know, kind of intention on you know, bring, what I was gonna bring to life, but just kind of a um, recognition of a gap that I saw. And it was kind of a gap between all of these new emerging ways of you know, communicating, whether it was blogs or social media, just kind of starting to you know, get its, its um, groundswell happening. And I saw, on the other hand, like at this agency that I was working at, just these old ways of kind of this mass, you know, shotgun approach of like sending really kind of, you know, not customized, not personalized information out. And, you know, people starting to kind of see and seek out something that was, you know, more relevant and more meaningful. And so I started Zenzi to kind of bridge that gap between, you know, really to form a new way of, you know, speaking to people that's going to be like more authentic and more um, easy for, for people to connect with. So it's awesome. Super cool. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about. I'm like trying to figure out what we should focus on. <laughs> I think um, one thing that I, I really like that you do differently with Zenzi is you really focus on kind of the psychology behind marketing. So how did that kind of come about and what's sort of your strategy with that? Yeah, it's and that's fascinating. You know, um, it actually came just from the experience of working with a lot of you know big brands and actually seeing firsthand in some cases, you know, when they have the benefit, when companies have the benefit of you know rich psychographic research. So if you're in Nestle, you know, you typically have a half million dollar research budget and you can get really, really, really deep and understand what do your customers care about and what are their preferences and you know who are they as individuals and what do they like and what you know a lot more besides just what they eat for breakfast 
Um, but when you have that information, we saw, gosh, the campaigns that we could create using the power of that information were really limitless. And all of the best campaigns that we ended up doing you know, over the years all had this common thread of speaking and relating to values. And so when we had that glimpse of that research that really helped to illuminate what those values were, the ROI on the marketing campaigns was you know, dramatically higher. And so we sort of, sort of sought, you know, who are the experts or who is, who is integrating values? How do we understand this? And what we realized is that there's about 40 years of psychology research just proving how important values are and how you know strong of a driver they are of our behavior you know they really they're like so far down underneath the surface they drive you know the way we think the way we feel the decisions we make you know what product we grab off the shelf what you know car we drive you know all those things and yet there's no way to connect all of those great insights to marketing. So I was looking at a way to say, okay, if I know what you care about at your core, what words should I use? What images should I use? How do I create a personalized message for you? And because there wasn't really anything that existed at the time, we took it on as our mission at Zenzi to become the experts in values-based marketing and help companies you know, tap into those psychological insights and build deeper relationships and more profitable relationships with their customers. That's awesome. I love how you really separate yourself with that. And I think it was you even who mentioned you're talking to like people who study psychology actually go more into marketing and advertising than they even really do like psychology, which is fascinating. Do you ever um, see like psychological tricks in your day to day life and you're like, oh, I know what you're trying to do? Kind of thing? <laughs> Well, I mean, absolutely. It's all about how you motivate people, you know, and so there are certainly things that, you know, go beyond like the features and benefits and, you know, and is it about me and what's in it for me? Or is it about my family and how this is going to help my family be better? And so a lot of times you can see, oh, you know, they really got me there. You know, they're really, you know, or I'm sure we've all had that experience of they completely misread me. Like I would never, this is so not me. Like I will never be their customer. And so you can kind of see sometimes like on both sides, Sometimes when you're like, oh, that really resonates with me, like something about that, that is, a, that is my company, you know, that is my kind of company versus you're like, oh, not so much. So, you know, there are definitely those kind of like, I guess you could call them tricks, but really they're just kind of best practices, you know, fundamentals. When you're going to go deeper than demographics, here are some things that you should, you know, always have in, in your campaign. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you have, so like, I feel like nowadays, you know, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, they know that they have to be online. They know they have to have a brand. They know, you know, content creation and social media is important. Um, but do you have any sort of like basic tips to kind of take it to the next level for someone who just kind of wants to start implementing some of these things into their posting and content creation? Yeah. I mean, I think it, this sounds like completely obvious, but understanding your audience in the beginning on a level that goes beyond demographics is critical. And I think a lot of startups and entrepreneurs make the mistake of like, let's just build the MVP. Let's build the website. Let's get it going. Let's just like, we'll test and refine afterwards. And I think there's certainly there's virtue and there's like benefit in moving quickly and, and doing that. But I think a lot of times people forget that, you know, you can have the most beautiful website, you can have the best product strategy, but if you don't know who you're talking to, 
then it's worthless. And so I think doing the research, and even if it's just like a short little like survey, or you know, you're talking to 25 people who are prospective customers, and I think it's going beyond just like we want to target moms, and it's going to okay, what is it? Well, what is going to get them excited? What do they want? What, how do they want their lives to be better? And really, how am I going to help them to achieve those inner goals versus like how am I going to sell them my product or service? So I think when you start spending the time to kind of take a deeper look and a deeper dive at what your customers care about on that emotional level, you know, that's, I mean, you are so far ahead at that point. And a lot of times companies just kind of jump right into the marketing without really like understanding who their target is. Yeah, that's, that really is important. I feel like a lot of, most people, you know, don't really do that. Just take the time to really identify who their client or, you know, customer is. Um, so thanks for the advice. Appreciate that. Hopefully, you know, if you're listening and watching, be sure to do that if you haven't already. Also be sure to reach out to Sarah too, like if you need any help. Um, so another really awesome thing that you're working on is you're the CMO of Aptera. Yeah. So that's got kind of a cool background story of how you got involved. So tell us a little bit about how you guys got connected and kind of what you're working on right now with them. Yeah, uh, Aptera is just such an exciting company. Um, and I, it's a, been a long history for me, like you said, with Aptera. I actually started working with them over a decade ago and they were one of our very first clients um, at Zenzi when we were just getting started. And it was this amazing, at the time it was right when you know Tesla had just come out and Nissan Leaf had just come out and really the EV market was in its complete infancy. And so our job at the time was really to get people like to build credibility about EVs. And you know, there were a lot of challenges, I think at that time Time, there wasn't a steady supply chain and like the market you know there was just a lot of education to be done the prices were high um, and so we had the opportunity to launch Aptera you know into the world at this time and really understand kind of the company and the philosophy and you know what makes it different from all of these other you know car manufacturers like their vision about really changing the world and making the planet healthier and creating a new way of you know of being as far as transportation so I was always really excited about that you know due to some circumstances out of their control, you know, they weren't successful and they ended up having to kind of shutter their doors for a short period of time, but um, they're back and they were able to come back not only with like, you know, some of the great IP and some of the technology that they had built from before, but also with this amazing new solar capability. So not only will we have the vehicle that's the longest range, you know, the, the furthest range that exists, um, really record breaking range of a thousand miles, but we also will have a vehicle that's completely solar powered. So for you or I, when we're just cruising around, you know, down to the coast, dry cleaning, whatever we're doing, um, our day-to-day -day lives, for the most part, we won't ever have to even plug in. So it's really exciting. We're weeks away from launching and you know, doing some really cool things with building out ambassador programs and just connecting with the people um, who have loved us for all of these years and just kind of been waiting for Aptera to come back. So it's very, very exciting time for us. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, Aptera has been on the podcast. And if you want to learn more, you can check them out on Going Green too, but they're doing super cool stuff. Um, okay, so I've got one more question for you. I'm going to wrap it all up in kind of a big picture thing. Um, I know you're kind of a firm believer in sort of that entrepreneurial mindset of designing the life you want, you know, building that schedule you want, building people around you. Um, so kind of what's your just general sort of entrepreneurial life philosophy when it comes to work and balance and all of that kind of coming together? Oh, well, it's a, I think it's a struggle for everyone. I mean, I think balance is kind of like a, 
you know, I don't know if that's something honestly that is ever really achievable, but I think it's like how we prioritize and kind of the choices that we make. And so I've gone through times in my career where I've been like super busy and super crazy. And, you know, now I'm actually at, at a point in my life where I'm really consciously structuring, you know, exactly the, that, um, you know, ratio that I want. And so I'm busy, but I'm actually focusing my time on the things that are making me the happiest. And so I think for me, it's really been about the process of kind of offloading some of those things that, you know, I can do for sure, but, you know, aren't necessarily the things that are filling me um, or that I'm most passionate about. And so it's a process of like kind of delegating some of those and then really focusing my time on, you know, what's going to grow my business and what's also going to make me feel personally fulfilled. And I think that inherently kind of creates more of like, whether it's balance or whether it's just like more perspective or just like something that's a little easier to manage. But for me, it's, you know, that is the kind of the process that I have had to go through and kind of analyze what I'm, where I'm spending my time and be diligent with that. Yeah, it's, it's smart and it's really admirable. I mean, it's so easy to kind of get caught up in the day-to-day -day lifestyle or, you know, you take on a job nine to five that you don't necessarily like, but it pays the bills. Um, I think, you know, that's really cool. That you've kind of taken, made that a priority in your life. So we've talked about a few things, psychology, communications, sustainability, and work-life balance. Those are four really big kind of conceptual things. Um, how do you kind of take all of that and apply it to kind of what you want to do and accomplish in the future? And where do you kind of see yourself going in the future? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's it's always constantly evolving, right? It's a journey. And I think you kind of look at, you know, where you're going. But, you know, for me right now, I'm finding a lot of passion and fulfillment around, you know, helping companies to understand their customers, but specifically companies who are purpose driven, who are in it to, you know, for the long run to, you know, participate in a way or engage in a way that's actually going to make a long term difference and an impact. And so my focus is really, you know, on those companies on working with companies that have that like greater sense. And I think, I think if I spend my time and I help grow those companies and those companies can add all this value to the world, I think for me, I feel good about that. And it's also, you know, helps me to follow my passion. So, you know, I think I'll see more, I'll be doing more consulting with companies like Aptera and, you know, in the clean tech space or sustainable space or companies that are more organic or companies that we really feel like are contributing kind of to the greater good and, and making an impact. And um, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to see what that future holds. Nice. I love it. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about is like, and that's what, again, I think is really admirable about you is you're at a place where you're able to really kind of pick and choose who you want to work with and you prioritize, you know, running your business, but working with clients and customers and people that are giving back. And um, that's kind of how we got connected with the whole sustainability and, you know, these clean tech companies. So it's, it's cool hearing all these kind of different concepts and ideas and pulling them together and then applying it to your life and your business and who you're working with and surrounding yourself with. Um, what's kind of one last piece of advice for really just someone in general who kind of one, you know, wants to take a step in the same direction of kind of what you're working on. I think a lot of people nowadays are really starting to see the value of, you know, running your own business um, and also kind of also want to do something that, they're passionate about working with companies that are giving back. So what's some, you know, a piece of advice you could give to someone to kind of start that journey? 
Yeah. Well, and I think it can be intimidating, right? Because it almost seems like it's kind of black or white. Like I can only have this or have this, but you know, for me, I was working at an agency when I started my agency and I was recognized at that point that I wasn't happy and I wasn't feeling fulfilled and I didn't, you know, I didn't see a path for myself forward. And so I took on a client here and then I kind of dabbled in a little bit of of this there. And so I think there's a way, I think if you can just say like, at least you feel like you're like, you're getting a business plan going, you're like doing some customer research research, you're testing out or playing around with a few things. I think like it doesn't have to be, I'm going to leave and then I better, it better work or not. I think that there's a way that you can start to like nurture and grow, whether it's an idea, maybe it's like you form an advisory board, you know, maybe it's like you just start doing the research and you build out a Trello board or whatever, a Slack channel, like you get one other person who you can like do a weekly or a monthly brainstorm with. I think those sorts of things where you feel like you're moving your passion project along, but you don't have to feel the pressure of like, oh, I'm not, how do, this has to be my full-time living because I think it's hard to get there. And I think it's, you know, it's a process. And I think giving yourself the gift of saying, I can like do, you know, I can keep doing this. I can do these two things at once and it doesn't necessarily have to be black or white. I think that's something that I find very helpful. Yeah, that's great. Like just getting it started, a step in the right direction, writing something down. I mean, you even mentioned at the very beginning, you've been running your business for almost 20 years. So like none of this happens overnight, you know, and, and if you're listening or watching um, just what Sarah said, like identify kind of what you want to be working in, who you want to be working with and write down, you know, some notes and, and just take those initial steps forward. And over time, those will add up. And before you know it, you're kind of, you build the life that you want. So it's, it's a cool. And it sounds like, you know, that's, that's what you've been able to do and accomplish. So, um, Sarah, I want to, you know, thank you for taking the time to, to be here today. I know you've been doing a lot of traveling and you've been really busy, but um, it's always yeah. nice to, to pick your brain and, and learn a little bit more from you. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is great. I love what you're doing. I love the show. We're so excited. Um, thank you for having Abtera on as well. And hopefully we'll be able to stay in touch and work together, you know, more in the future. So for sure. And where, you know, where should we send people to help you to support your cause or to support Abtera's cause, whether it's Zenzi, Abtera, both? Yeah. Zenzi.com is a great place to learn. We have um, a, a survey that you can actually go on and uncover your own values. Um, and then we'll be having a survey soon where you can actually kind of assess your on your own, your customers' values. So that'll be a good place for you to start to kind of think about psychology and marketing and like how it relates and those pieces and what are the values. And um, so that's from a Zenzi standpoint. And then Aptera, of course, will be aptera.us. And we'll be launching um, within, hopefully within weeks, we're getting really, really close and um, we'll keep you posted as well. And um, you can maybe let your, your viewers know when that happens, because that's going to be um, big news. And hopefully you'll be seeing it in millions of other places too. Awesome. So if you're a business owner, go to zensi.com, check them out. Seriously, look into the psychology behind the uh, marketing and the digital media you're doing. It's really fascinating stuff. If you're into clean tech, sustainability, electric vehicles, aptera.us doing the coolest stuff. It's so exciting watching what you're doing. Um, and as always, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Going Green. We appreciate it. Our goal is to bring leaders like Sarah, um, you know, thought leaders, CEOs, influencers, scientists on to Going Green and just share their story, their vision, and give you some tips and advice to apply it to your everyday life. So as always, we appreciate it. And we'll see you on the next episode of Going Green. Mm -hmm.